Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Remember, if you have a nomination for a Game Changer, they are due by the end of today. This week, it's also U.S. Open Week at Torrey Pines, the last U.S. Open for USGA CEO Mike Davis. And certainly everybody here at Sports Business Journal is thinking about Denmark's Christian Eriksson. We certainly wish him a full recovery, a very scary incident on Saturday. But the good news is he seems to be stabilized, seems to be doing as well as could be expected. Again, our thoughts are with Christian Eriksson. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, June 14th. I'm Abe Madcore. Do hope everybody had a good weekend. Do hope everybody is excited for the start of another week. I want to start with this. It was a big weekend in Chicago as it marked the first series the Cubs could open Wrigley Field to 100% capacity since the final home game of 2019. So a great sense of normalcy filled Wrigley Field. Cubs owner Tom Rickett said to see the ballpark legitimately full felt really great. That I'm sure was an understatement for him. The good news is the club welcomed more than 35,000 fans for all three games and their sweep over the Cardinals. So big energy, big crowds, a sense of normalcy returning to Chicago around the Cubs. Let's shift to some racing news. Congratulations to the leaders of the Superstar Racing Experience. That's Sandy Montag, uh, George Pine, Ray Evernham, and Tony Stewart. They had a very successful launch on Saturday night at Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut. It was on CBS. The race went almost exactly to script. Because remember, they have this concept where they give a local driver the chance to run the race. And that was perfect for Connecticut-born driver Doug Kobe, who won the event. He's a native of Connecticut. He's a real estate agent in the day, but he also runs short track racing. He's a six-time champion on the NASCAR Modified Tour Series. So he received the chance to drive Saturday night in what they call the Rocky Balboa car. That is reserved for a local racer to race in the event. That was Kobe on Saturday night, and he won it. And the local fans came out. If you watched on CBS, it felt felt very energetic. The atmosphere was very, very positive. They had a crowd of about 10,000. It played well on television. Early comments around the superstar racing experience online that I checked out were all quite positive. So I have to say SRX executives have to feel very good today. So we'll keep an eye on CBS's ratings. There'll be five more races remaining in this inaugural season. There's six in total. And the next one will be June 19th at Knoxville Raceway in Knoxville, Iowa. So again, a promising and positive start to the superstar racing experience. Big news over the weekend broken by The Athletic, which is reporting that private equity firm Redbird Capital is shopping a 40% stake in One Team Partners. We've talked about One Team Partners a lot on the Buzzcast, and that is the joint venture created with the NFLPA, 
the MLBPA, and Redbird Capital. They started the company less than two years ago. Redbird has hired PJT Partners to sell a stake in it. Sources said price tags could hit up to $1.5 to $2 billion. That could be early optimism, but again, it shows the interest in One Team Partners. We have talked about One Team. It handles group licensing, athlete marketing. It's involved in venture investing. So what are we keeping an eye on? Well, we have to keep an eye on the marketplace's interest in One Team Partners. One Team Partners is playing in a lot of very interesting areas. They will certainly be a player in name, image, and likeness. So keep an eye on how successful Redbird Capital is in shopping its 40% stake in One Team Partners. That's according to a report in The Athletic. I want to talk about Major League Baseball because multiple reports have that baseball is putting the finishing touches on a memo that will detail the game's rules against foreign substances, which is potentially a very, very big issue in the game, certainly a big issue for pitchers. Sources said the guidelines will be sent to baseball teams this week and be presented to coaching staffs and the players. The next guideline to umpires on how to enforce the rules might take another week or so. So baseball is hoping that by giving the guidelines to coaching staffs and to pitchers, it would allow pitchers some time to rethink whether or not they should use any foreign substances. We're talking about things like spider tack and homemade super glues. They hope that pitchers will stop using these substances because they don't want to be punished. They don't want to be suspended. Now, this story has received a lot of coverage. Sunday's New York Times had a front page cover story on it. The Weekend Wall Street Journal had a big feature on it. So what do we want to watch for? Well, initially, we're going to watch to see if scores of the games change dramatically this week. What do I mean by that? Well, are more runs being scored? Are there more hits? Are there more home runs? If there are, It could mean that pitchers are listening and not using the substances for fear of being caught and being punished and being suspended. So baseball has a problem. They know it. They're trying to act on it this week. They're hoping that pitchers and other executives listen to these guidelines, read these guidelines, and abide by the guidelines. So we'll keep an eye on that over the next few weeks. We have some betting news in the morning buzzcast today. First big news, FanDuel is expanding. Not a surprise, right? It is building a new tech hub in a historic building in Atlanta. This hub is projected to be the home of 900 workers within five years for FanDuel. That will be major staff expansion as sports betting continues to roll out across the United States. What will it house? The new space will really house a lot of FanDuel's engineering product development, user experience, and user interface departments. These will be some new jobs. They'll also include some jobs that will be relocated to Atlanta. FanDuel expects to employ at least 200 workers at the new facility within a year. So major expansion for FanDuel in Atlanta. In other sports betting news, Kevin Garnett is teaming with Players Tribune co-founder and longtime content executive Jamie Messler on a new service called the Gaming Society. 
So what is the Gaming Society? It's a digital platform that will focus on educating sports fans who are interested in learning about how to wager on sports. Financial details of the partnership were not disclosed, but the Gaming Society will launch in the next few weeks. It'll publish newsletters where users can learn about gaming insights, uh, odds, statistics, analysis, and other data. So it'll be a content mechanism to educate sports fans on the inner workings of sports betting. So Kevin Garnett and Jamie Messler combining to launch Gaming Society. And finally, we'll end today's buzzcast around people. Texas Motor Speedway hosted NASCAR's All-Star Race last night. And what was the significance of it? Well, it was the final race for longtime NASCAR promoter Eddie Gossage. He is the Texas Motor Speedway president who worked his last day yesterday for Speedway Motorsports. Now, Gossage is a longtime pioneer in the sports business. He is stepping down at the age of 62. He has seen it all in motorsports. He started in PR in Charlotte. He worked his way up the corporate ladder and has been a leading promoter and advocate for motorsports for years. He told the Associated Press he planned to spend today, Monday, at the pool with his three grandchildren. So congratulations to Eddie Gossage retiring from Speedway Motorsports at the age of 62. And finally, we honor Reebok founder Paul Fireman with our Lifetime Achievement Award. I strongly encourage you to read Terry Lefton's really insightful look back at Paul Fireman's impact and influence on the sports business. It's filled with great stories from a number of cultural influencers. Just a really insightful look at one of the true pioneers in the sports business. That is our tribute to Reebok founder Paul Fireman, who receives Sports Business Journal's Lifetime Achievement Award. So that is your morning buzzcast for Monday, June 14th. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody has a fantastic day, a great start to the week. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.